tatted in red Remember Todd White Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask It's the Chet and Luke Podcast Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Chet and Luke on location. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who's relaxing at home with his coffee and dogs. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? I am, uh, I am relaxing at home, and you are live from London, Ontario. Is that correct? Yeah, southwestern Ontario, the gateway to Hamilton. And I, <laughs> no, I, thought, Ontario. I thought we would never top the podcast that you did on location from Latvia. I never thought we'd have a more exotic location, but I was wrong. You're in <laughs> London, Ontario. What are you doing in London, Ontario? Well, there is a little rookie tournament going on in London right now. Oh, I heard about that. I had a free weekend and I figured, you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see Tobias Lindbergh in person. I'd like to see, you know, all these prospects that I've heard so much about. I'd like to see if I can learn something about them myself. Well, look, there's nothing else going on. I mean, we uh, did our last show about two weeks ago, and I don't think anything has happened in the first two weeks of September that's all that interesting. And it's still too early to do our season preview. My suggestion, just live on this podcast, is if you are in London this weekend, maybe you should see if you can maybe talk to some of these uh, some of these prospects if they're just hanging around. What do you think? Like do an interview? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, like, I wouldn't want to set a precedent for... No, that would be very dangerous, legitimacy. I agree. I agree. We don't want hand, to do that. You know, it could be kind of fun. Right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Maybe, I mean, what could go wrong? All right, time passes. Okay, we're back. Uh, did you talk to anybody? Yes, really? I did. So what you're saying is you actually managed to get some media credentials and interview some prospects at rookie camp. Is that right? That's right. The senators were very, very accommodating. You know, they threw some prospects at me who I got to ask silly questions of. Well, if I were going to pick anybody to ask questions to, I think the guy that I would probably most want to speak to, although I'm, you probably didn't get a chance to talk to him because he's probably uh, got a lot of other things on the go, would be Tobias Lindbergh. Well, I definitely wanted to talk to Tobias Lindbergh. Well, it's, it's too bad you probably didn't get to speak to Tobias Lindbergh. Ah, uh, and that's where you'd be wrong. What? Roll it. Uh, I'm joined right now by Ottawa Senators prospect Tobias Lindbergh. Tobias, thank you very much for uh, meeting with me. No problem. Um, so you are a Memorial Cup winner. Uh, and I have to ask, what made you want to come play in North America rather than just uh, staying in Sweden? Uh, mostly getting more ice time, because that's what Ottawa told me. If I came to play in the OHL, I would get 20 minutes at either game. So that's, that's, why, that's why I made the decision to come here. Was there much of a culture shock for you? Like, did you? Were there ever moments when you felt, oh, I've kind of made a huge mistake here, uh, maybe I should have stayed home? Definitely. Like, in the beginning, I was pretty lonely. I didn't know anyone. Uh, I was a rookie, even though I was 19. Like, they treated me like a rookie. Didn't really like that. Uh, but uh, it took me maybe two months, and then I, I got, got good friends with all the team, and uh, the rest of the season was amazing. Is there anything you can tell us about being treated like a rookie? That seemed to be uh, uh, something you didn't like very much. Is there anything specific you can talk about there? Uh, well, it was kind of like stuff like, because I was, I was 19, so an 18-year-old guy walked up to me and said, clean the bus. And I was like, no. You're just like, yeah, right after 
I'm done shaving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So just small things like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, how did you find Oshawa compared to Stockholm? Uh, well, it's it's way smaller, but uh, it was a lovely city. Uh, great people. They love hockey. Great fans. Uh, the teams team were really good. The staff was really good. So I was surprised how how professional it was for junior hockey. You go out in Oshawa much? Hit the bars? Uh, a couple of times, yeah. Sundays were our night. Uh, oh, Sunday nights, right. At the Tartan. Well, that was some fun memories from there, yeah. Oh, the Tartan? Uh, what about the Waltzing Weasel? Never heard about that place. Uh, the Crooked Uncle? Never heard about that place either. Uh, Chasers? No. The Corral? The Corral I've heard about. Yeah. Whiskey Johns? Whiskey Johns I've heard about. Yeah. The Stag's Head? No, never. The Thirsty Monk? Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. Murphy's? No. Boston Pizza? Yep. <laughs> the other Boston Pizza? No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's two Boston pizzas in Oshawa, I think. Oh, okay. so. uh, big question. Um, do you think Ottawa as an organization is ready for a Swedish right winger? Uh, I hope so. I think that's that's why they drafted me, to hopefully play in their, their team one day, and that's my goal. So hopefully they're ready, and I'm ready too. All right. Thank you very much, Tobias. Uh, good luck this season, and I uh, can't wait to watch you this weekend. Thank you very much. Wow, that was a great interview. That almost was like actual journalism. Although I have to take you to task for uh, that last question about whether or not Ottawa is ready for a Swedish right winger because you've forgotten about Andreas Dackel. Yeah, I was kind of trying to set up a bit of a Daniel Alfredson bit there, but I think Tobias Lindbergh just thinks I'm a racist. <laughs> but after that interview, he did go out and score the game-winning goal in three-on-three overtime. And I think you deserve a little bit of credit for that. Look, here's the thing is that, like, you know, I, I shook Tobias Lindbergh's hand, and then he used those hands to beat the Leafs. And so what I'm saying is by the transitive property, I did that. Right. That's You're exactly right. Ottawa. And there was at, at no point did he feel the need to use Purell uh, on his own hands between touching your hands and touching the stick that scored the goal. One question. Uh, were all those Oshawa bars real? Actually, I made up the second Boston pizza. <laughs> that would have been amazing, though, if Tobias Lindbergh was like, no, no, if there's only one Boston pizza. You can't put one over on me here. <laughs> if Tobias Lindbergh actually yeah. knew about how many Boston pizzas there are in Oshawa. I would put that in his Wikipedia bio. Exactly. And then you want to argue with him and he's like, no, 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 that one's in Whitby. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should try to liven things up a bit by maybe talking to another prospect. That's a good idea. Tell you what, why don't you go away and and see if you can find another prospect, and then maybe we can come back and uh, and play the interview. How does that sound? All right. Uh, anyone in particular you'd like to talk to? I guess one of the other guys that I would be really interested in hearing from would be Chris Dreger, because he's a guy who played at three levels last year. He will be in Binghamton this year, and Chris Dreger is a guy that I want to find out more about. So can you go talk to Chris Dreger? All right. I'll see if I can find a goalie to talk to. Okay. Time passes. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Did you find Chris Dreger? I did. Yes. And I'll tell you what, he is a very pleasant and articulate fellow. Well, I, that's good to know. Roll the tape. 
I'm joined right now by Ottawa Senators goaltending prospect Chris Dreger. And uh, Chris, thank you very much for uh, hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you played at three levels of professional hockey last year. What was that like? Yeah, I was bouncing around a bit last year. Uh, it was a lot of new experiences for me. It was my first year pro. Um, I mean, I had done two weeks at the end of my last junior year in uh, Elmira was their ECHL affiliate at the time. Um, and then I was up in Binghamton for two and a half weeks, about, uh, give or take, for, uh, after that was done. So I guess I'd have a little, little bit of experience, but two weeks is not obviously a whole lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, being in the coast and playing every night was um, sort of what I was used to in the sense that I was getting a lot of ice time. Um, same thing in Calgary. Uh, I was playing a lot of games, getting a lot of reps. But, uh, yeah, I guess getting the first NHL experience was great. Um, really opened my eyes to the way things are done up there. And uh, there's a lot of great players to learn from. Uh, good goalies, too. Obviously, Anderson, Hammond, um, Leonard. Uh, although I didn't really see a lot of him. He was a bit under the weather when I was up. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a great experience. And kind of got a taste of taste of it all last year. Uh, so was there a bit of a culture shock? Because you're, like, hanging out in, like, this little tiny city. Maybe the hockey team's all they've got. But then you get demoted from Ottawa. And then you're back in Binghamton. You're just kind of glancing around a lot. Uh, you know what? I've actually described it as culture shock multiple times to different people. So, yeah, well, it was just the level of play and, I guess, the every aspect from the from the East Coast level up to the NHL level uh, when you make that jump is is completely different so um, it was uh, it was good to have that uh, just kind of see what the difference was and being up there obviously you get a really good um, idea of what you want to do and, and what you can strive to achieve uh, what it's like to be up there so uh, it's really motivating I guess to see how they live and, and things that you know, the staff do for them um, obviously the, just their lifestyle um, and their level of play is something that you really want to achieve in your life so um, getting a taste of that early is just going to motivate me um, you know throughout my career were you nervous at all when you went into that NHL game for the first time uh, I think if you were to talk to any goalie and uh, they were to tell you they weren't nervous in their first NHL experience they would be lying so I was definitely nervous I don't think I've ever had my uh, actual legs shake before in the net but I definitely got a glimpse of that going in but it was, it was that being said it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it was great to, to be in there, just kind of soak it in. And uh, basically, what I took from that is, is at the end of it all, and after you know, you dream of being in the NHL, and you finally get in there. It's just, it just comes down to it's another game. So, um, you know, it was good to good to just realize that it's just it's just hockey, and that's what I'm that's what I've been playing all my life, and I've been in that the whole time. Um, you know, stopping pucks, and my job's the same. You know, it's not like anything crazy different. There's different players, sure, it's at a higher pace, but um, you know, the goals, and you know, I've been set up to do this um, for years, so uh, that was that was kind of the best, uh, I guess, eye-opener for me being up there. You did score a goal with the Calgary Hitman when you were there. Uh, is that something you try to bring up a lot? Do you like, you know, try to razz the guys a bit on that? You're like, well, look, guys, as a goal scorer myself, here's what you got to do. I don't know if I've ever used that line, unfortunately. Maybe I will now. You brought it into my head. But, uh, no, my goal is kind of cheesy. I actually made a blocker save, and uh, one of my buddies from Winnipeg, uh, Zach Franco, wheeled it around the net. Uh, he was on the Cooney ice at the time and shot it into their net for me. So, 
I mean, I can't really take a lot of credit for it. It was cool, though. Um, I think it was there wasn't a lot of uh, a whole lot of goalies that did it before in the Western League, so it was it was fun. It was just kind of a neat thing to, to get in my last year uh, in the Western League. But when you tell that story to your grandkids, it's going to be top shelf bar down, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I might milk it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And uh, finally, uh, how important is it to you that uh, the fans in Ottawa throw sandwiches at goalies who play well? Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I did witness Curtis Lazar eat that one. I don't know if that was the right play, but definitely got him a lot of press. But no, I, the fans in Ottawa threw the whole hamburger and think it's been uh, phenomenal. And, and they really got behind him. And, you know, as a goalie, if you have a couple good games and the fans get behind you, it's, you know, makes things a lot easier. So really happy to have the Ottawa fans there. And, you know, you know, you have that support um, through the goaltending system as they give to Hammond. Do you have a sandwich preference? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I try try to limit myself to the Big Macs and the cheeseburgers. So, I mean, obviously they happen from time to time. But, uh, you know, hopefully I won't be picking up too many of those off the ice. Maybe, maybe some whole wheat uh, and some spinach sandwiches. Gluten-free. Yeah, at least, uh, at least that's what I'm saying on the air. <laughs> All right, very good. All right, Chris, thank you very much. And best of luck with the tournament and the season. All right, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. What a pleasant individual. I think he might go far. I feel like after me, Chris Dreger has now had the longest conversation with you ever. Of anyone. Well, you know what? He really puts in work. He he carries it. I'm not a very easy person to talk to, so... No, you really aren't. Like, I'm really getting, you know, blood from a turnip in this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate how many thoughts that guy was willing to share with me about bouncing around between leagues. Yeah, he was a very media-savvy guy, and, I mean, he had ample whoa, time whoa, whoa, for whoa. you. Like, we are not media. Let's... <laughs> don't get it twisted. <laughs> no, but you see, he can talk to the... I'm sure he can deal with the actual reporters, as well as you, in your rumpled overcoat, you know just sort of hunkered down and sweating heavily and breathing hard. I'm basically a human McSnoop the news dog. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to throwing sandwiches at Chris Dreger next time he's back in Ottawa. Exactly. Only kale and healthy things. uh, Gluten-free stuff if you can, Ottawa. Remember that. Right. I like this idea that we're just going to take goalies' orders from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Craig Anderson comes off the ice after a big win. It's like, can I get a salami on rye? Yeah, exactly. Someone tosses one down from the stands. Exactly. It's like, I wanted this toasted, and he throws it back. Anyway, good luck to Chris Dreger. Good luck to uh, Tobias Lindbergh. And uh, good luck to you, Luke Peristi, as you uh, continue to hang around the margins of the uh, rookie tournament this weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to some more uh, exciting, fast-paced prospect hockey. And you know what? It's just nice being in, are- in an arena again. As much as I love off-season talk, it's nice to have real hockey. I can understand that. And we've still got a month to go until the Senators start, so this will have to tide us over for now. Okay, well, I'll start working on uh, our big season preview. You. you can do the same, and we'll come back here in a few weeks and tell the people whether or not the Sens are going to go undefeated this year. All right, we'll save that little bit of suspense for next time. All right, talk to you later, folks. See ya. Whoa, 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 whoa. Christy and Sowers were a couple of fowlers who both still live with their moms. Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on. No other podcast was finer Or was more of a hit with the big rig diners We never thought they'd make it past episode 5 Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shed and Peristi are live Whoa, 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 whoa
All right, time passes. I hope you keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>